Hello, it's me, Lily, a frog, back after a long and marvelous winter's hibernation, rested and ready for season two of Tales from the Lily Pad, stories, folk tales, fairy tales, and bedtime storytelling for kids and family. listener request I bring you a brand new Tales from the Lily Pad original story by Marlene Werfel. Deep in the boreal forest, the musicorn wakes in a bed of crunchy white lichen and soft green moss. He stretches his long moose legs. He yawns and up he stands in the shining dawn. It is springtime and the forest is just waking up after a long winter's sleep. The musicorn takes a deep breath. He smells cranberries, evergreen trees, and spring mushrooms just beginning to push up from the forest floor. That's what the boreal forest smells like. And every time anyone anywhere in the world takes a breath, they breathe in air that's been cycled through those same boreal forest trees that Mordecai the musicorn walks among. Good morning, trees, he says. First thing every morning, he says hello to all the trees in the boreal forest, which is millions and millions of trees. The trees answer in their own way. Good morning, blue sky. Good morning, magic. Good morning, morning. The musicorn looks up. He sees geese flying above him. He hears squirrels chattering fast around him. And there's the wise old crow who carefully chooses her words. The musicorn feels the cold morning air all around him. He can see his frosty breath moving out of his nostrils in white swirls as he breathes. The musicorn loves the cold. He loves morning best of all because it's the coldest time of day and also because breakfast. Musicorns love breakfast and all other meals too. Also snacks. He is ready to hike down to the lakeshore to nibble some bulrushes and munch some willows. Before he heads down for breakfast though, he checks on his best friend, Luna, tiny Luna, the moth, is hanging off the musicorn's magnificent nine-point rack of antlers in a pupal state. She is wrapped tight in a cocoon right where she should be. Okay, Luna, let's go. 
Standing in a bog munching bulrushes, the moosicorn makes his to-do list for the day. Let's see. Munch, nibble, nosh, nom-nom, snack, eat, dine. Is there something else I'm supposed to do? He feels like there is, but he can't quite remember. Maybe if I go for a walk in the woods, I'll remember. The moosicorn walks the same path he always walks, past the lake shore, through the bog, and into the birch forest. He sees Old Tree. Old Tree is thick and gnarled and hollowed out with blackened limbs and no more leaves. There are shelf fungi all the way up and down Old Tree and lots of holes made by woodpeckers. Many creatures live in Old Tree. A flying squirrel lives up at the topmost hole. A tiny burrowing owl lives partway down. And at the bottom is an arctic hare named Bounce. Hello, Old Tree, says Mordecai the moosicorn. Old Tree answers in her own way. Mordecai the moosicorn continues through the birch forest, nibbling sweet spring buds as he walks. Hello, tree that loves birds, says Mordecai. Some trees really love birds, and birds always know which trees those are, just like how some trees really love children, and children know how to find those ones. The tree that loves birds is full of warblers. Warblers are tiny little birds, and even though some have yellow throats or yellow rumps, they are mostly brown and very small and hard to spot in the branches of a tree. Mordecai never sees the little brown birds, even in springtime before the tree branches really leaf out, but he hears them singing so he knows they are there. He thinks it sounds like the tree itself is singing because it is always so full of songbirds. The tree that loves birds answers the moosicorn in her own way. Mordecai does not stop at the tree full of squirrels. He finds squirrels to be rude and judgmental. He does not like their attitude. He just walks on by. Forget you, tree full of squirrels. Um, Mordecai the moosicorn, aren't you forgetting something? Says one of the squirrels. I think I might be. But I forget what. Aren't you taking magic lessons? Don't you have magic homework? Aren't you filming your magic homework or are you just walking through the woods like you always do? That's it. Magic homework. But what was my magic homework? Mordecai is taking magic lessons from the Aurora Borealis and every weekday he has homework to do and most days he forgets what it is and he wishes the Aurora would teach him how to magically remember his homework already. It would be very helpful. Maybe if I have a little more lunch I'll remember. So Mordecai eats some bark and some twigs and most of a little shrub and then a few more but he still doesn't remember what his homework is, so he he keeps on walking. Soon, he comes to the tree that's been hit by lightning and is all broken and bent, but there's another tree growing up through it, and that tree has shiny silver bark. Hello, silver tree, struck by lightning. The lightning-struck tree with silver bark answers in her own way. Mordecai walks to the boreal forest all day, and he says hello to the tree with a raven on it. 
Hello to the tree that's bent over so that it's like an archway you can walk through. And hello to the evergreen tree with two tops pointing in different directions. They all answer in their own way. But still, Mordecai does not remember what his homework is. And even though he eats dinner and has a bath and stands still so that chickadees land all over him and pick bugs off his fur and shine their little chickadee love all around him, he still doesn't remember. And soon he finds himself looking up at the Aurora Borealis and explaining that he would have done his homework, but he couldn't remember what it was. I'm sorry. I didn't do it. Mordecai, your magical homework was to observe and practice a ritual. Are you sure that you didn't, Mordecai? A ritual can be anything that you do with intention and the same way each time. Can you think of something you did today that felt special or loving? Something that you always do and you do in the same way? A shooting star blazes across the inky black sky. The waves splash on the lake shore and a gentle evening breeze rustles through the treetops making a sound like silk. I only walked through the boreal forest, munched, nibbled, noshed, then nom-nommed, snacked, ate, and then dined, and said hello to all my favorite trees. Mordecai, saying hello to the trees is a kind of ritual. You are more magical than you think. Mordecai feels his unihorn glowing in the starlight under the aurora borealis. He understands quite all of the sudden that telling others you love, that you love them, is one of the most powerful kinds of everyday magic. When the aurora disappears, he lays down in a bed of moss under the Milky Way, surrounded by all the creatures in the boreal, the leaping fish, the buzzing insects, the foxes in their burrows. He turns to the one creature that is always near him and says, Good night, Luna. I want you to know you're my favorite moth and my best friend, and I love you, even though I'm not sure you can love me back because you're in a pupil state and wrapped up in a cocoon. He feels a warmth spreading through him and is certain that sleepy Luna answers back in her own way. He wonders if Luna is telling him, I love you too, or maybe, don't forget your homework this time, friend. And he decides to remember his homework no matter what. But as he drops into his sweet, soft dreams, deep as the Milky Way and beyond, he finds he has already forgotten what it is. <laughs>